Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast for the week commencing the 29th of March, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a novel ransomware attack forced insurance giant CNA to take their systems offline and temporarily shutter their website. The attack occurred earlier on in the week and leveraged a new variant of the Phoenix crypto locker malware. The Chicago-based company is the seventh largest commercial insurance provider in the world and said it sustained a sophisticated cybersecurity attack on Sunday, March the 21st, according to a statement on the homepage of its website. The statement is currently the only functionality the site currently maintains. The attack caused a network disruption and impacted certain CNA systems, including corporate email, according to the statement. Though the company has not yet elaborated on the nature of the attack, a report circulated to journalistic outlets said the CNA was a victim of the new ransomware called Phoenix CryptoLocker. Moreover, the threat actors behind Phoenix CryptoLocker are likely known entities, specifically the cybercrime group Evil Corp or TA505, which recently resurfaced after taking a short hiatus from cybercriminal activity. The impact of the group's latest attack was so serious that CNA disconnected its systems from its network out of an abundance of caution and is currently providing workarounds for employees where possible so the company can continue operating to serve its customers. Sources familiar with the attack have said the threat actors encrypted more than 15,000 devices on CNA's network, including some of those of employees working remotely who were logged into the company's VPN at the time that the ransomware was deployed on Sunday. Attackers encrypted devices by appending the .phoenix extension to encrypted files and creating the ransom note named phoenixhelp.txt. Evil Corp has been in the crosshairs of the US authorities since 2019, when said authorities offered up a $5 million bounty for information leading to the arrest of Evil Corp leader Maxim Vyakubets, 32, of Russia, who goes under the moniker Aqua and is known for leading a lavish lifestyle. The group has reaped millions from various nefarious activities, which previously included capturing banking credentials with the Drydex banking trojan and then making unauthorized electronic funds transfers from unknowing victims' bank accounts. Researchers believe that Phoenix CryptoLocker is a product of Evil Corp based on similarities in the code to previous ransomware strains used by the group, such as the Wasted Locker strain, which was deployed against a GPS technology provider Garmin last year. The official PHP Git server has been compromised in a potential attempt to plant malware in the codebase of the PHP project. Over the weekend, PHP programming language developer and maintainer Nikita Popov said that the two malicious commits were added to the PHP SRC repository in both his name and that of PHP creator Rasmus Lerdorf. The malicious commits, which appeared to be signed off under the names of Popoff and Lerdorf, were masked as simple typographical errors which needed to be resolved. However, instead of escaping detection by appearing benign, contributors took a closer look at the fixed typo commits and noted malicious code which triggered arbitrary code within the user agent HTTP header if a string began with content related to Zerodium. The code appears to be designed to implant a backdoor and create a scenario in which remote code execution may be possible. Popov stated the development team is not sure exactly how the attack took place, but clues indicate that the official git.php.net server was likely compromised, rather than individual git accounts. A comment, remove this, sold to Zerodium, mid-2017, was included in the script. There is no indication, however, that the exploit seller has any involvement in the cyber attack. In fact, Zerodium's chief executive, Chauki Bakra, labelled the culprit as a troll, 
commenting that likely the researchers who found this bug slash exploit tried to sell it to many entities, but none wanted to buy this crap, so they burned it for fun. The commits were detected and reverted before they made it downstream or impacted end users. An investigation into the security incident is now underway, and the team is scouring the repository for any other signs of malicious activity. In the meantime, however, the development team has decided now is the right time to move permanently to GitHub. We have decided that maintaining our own Git infrastructure is an unnecessary security risk and that we will discontinue the git.php.net server, Popov said. Instead, the repositories on GitHub, which were previously only mirrors, will become canonical. This means that changes should be pushed directly to GitHub rather than to git.php.net. Developers with previous write access to the project's repositories will now need to join the PHP group on GitHub. This security incident can be described as a supply chain attack, in which threat actors target an open source project, library, or other component which is relied upon by a large user base. By compromising a single core target, it is then possible for malicious code to trickle down to a wide-reaching number of systems. Of course, a recent example of this is the whole SolarWinds fiasco, in which the vendor was breached and a malicious update for its Orion software was planted, resulting in tens of thousands of organisations being compromised, including Microsoft, FireEye and Mimecast. The emerging trend is undeniable following the SolarWinds breach, and it is very likely that we will continue to see attempts at further supply chain compromise attacks in the future. A strange one to finish off. After recently announcing the end of the operation, the administrator of the Ziggy ransomware strain is now stating that they will give the money back. It appears this is a planned move, since the admin shared that good news a little over a week ago, but gave no details. The Ziggy ransomware strain initially shut down in early February. In a short announcement, the administrator of the operation said that they were sad about what they did, and they decided to publish all decryption keys. They have since followed through, offering an SQL file with 922 decryption keys that victims could use to unlock their files. They also made available a decryption tool intending to make the process easier, along with the source code for a decryptor, which does not need an internet connection to work. They have since said they also want to return the money to the victims which paid the ransom. Victims apparently should contact the admin at a given email address, ziggyransomware at secmail.pro, with the proof of their payment in Bitcoin and the computer ID, and that in doing so, the money will be returned to the victim's Bitcoin wallet in about two weeks. The statement elaborates that the refund will be in Bitcoin at the value on payment day. Bitcoin price has of course been ascending for the past three months, and its price at the moment of writing is close to $55,000. On the day Ziggy Ransomware decryption keys became public, the Bitcoin price was around $39,000. Five days before the announcement was made that the money would be returned, Bitcoin's price spiked up to $61,000. Given the price difference, the admin does stand to make a profit at the current Bitcoin price. The ransomware operator has told journalists that they live in a third world country and their motivation for creating the locker was purely financial stating that their recent actions are driven by fear of law enforcement takedown, with recent activity which disrupted much larger operations like Emotet and Netwalker weighing a lot towards their decision. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions regarding anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.